The opinions expressed on this program may be considered offensive, crude, or politically incorrect. They are merely those of the speakers and not of the affiliates and or sponsors. Welcome to the 46th episode of Multiple Perspectives, the podcast where we take a look at controversial issues from many points of view. Coming up on today's episode, Olympic beach water is full of sewage, the pill robot and its ability to fix you, and obesity and its effects on your brain. I'm your host, Ken. Joining me every week is Olympic triathlete, Joe. Hello, everybody. I'm doing wonderful. How's everyone doing? Are you a triathlete? Triathlete? Not really. I, I would. Co- so that that includes running, biking, and swimming. I think. I, I wouldn't be a. I would be only a. What do you call us? A double athlete. A biathlete. There you go. They do that. They do biathlons. Actually, technically, I'm a straight athlete, not a bi. So you're a uni athlete? Uni. Or just an athlete? I don't know. I could do running. I could do biking. I can't swim for nothing. Good to know. Good to know in case I ever wanted to kill you. But uh, have you heard of the Tough Mudder? Yes, I have. Yeah, so these people are paying. They're paying to pretty much run through mud and get shocked. I, it's just something I don't understand. Do you know people who have uh, partaken in these events? Yes, I have. I think some of our uh, um, classmates from kindergarten, elementary school have partaken in this event. Would you Would you pay a few hundred bucks to basically spend a weekend killing your body? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know where the money went. If, if the money goes to like a charity or something, I would do it. It's a good challenge. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong way, you know? It's a tough... It's 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 like when you're paying money for a haunted house. You're paying money to be scared. I don't really get uh, it. Hmm. You're paying money for people to scream at you? <laughs> I, I have done that before. I, I have it. done that. I, I can do that for free. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, I, I can do that for free. If, if you want me to scream at you, I will do it for free. <laughs> So let's open up the week's news here with an article from uh, ABC News, and it's called Olympic Beach Water Includes High Level of Bacteria Found in Sewage Test Show. So this is a big thing that's been in the news recently, and uh, are you even keeping up with the Olympics? No, not really. I mean, I'll see it like on a post on a news station once in a while or see a highlight on YouTube, but I'm not really tuning in the TV. So this reminds me of, uh, was it the Olympics in Beijing back then where the air was so polluted you couldn't see anything? Yeah, I believe it was Beijing. Right. So this is a similar situation where people from different countries are afraid for their people, the fact that we're sending them over there. But the funny thing is, how come we don't worry about the locals? They've been experiencing this, you know, for the, the, their whole lives. <laughs> Good question. Nobody nobody cares of what happens overseas until their people get affected. That's how I kind of see it. Yeah, it gets put, uh, it gets publicized. That's, that's you know that's what I'm seeing. Continue on with the opening ceremony of the Rio Olympics, just one day away. Now this is back in a few days ago, so keep that in mind. Ocean water along Rio de Janeiro's famed beaches remains contaminated with bacteria and viruses. So really there's not much to discuss. Uh, That's pretty much a sentence that sums up the whole article. Um, The article references two people, Dr. Richard Besser, who is ABC News' chief health and medical editor, and also Mario Moscatelli, who says my most favorite thing in the article. (laughs) (laughs) What what does he say about the waters? It's pure... I don't know. They don't spell out the full thing in the article. I guess they're not allowed to publish it. But that's all I... See, it's pure shit. Yeah. 
Well, ABC did some some pre-editing and cut out that uh, four-letter word. But I like that. I like that. <laughs> says what it straight. is. Straight. So it's straight. Uh, basically, it's it's yeah, it's pure sewage runoff. So I'm guessing. I don't know. This comes straight from septum tanks or septic. I guess tanks. so. Is that is how it works? It or they're over there. You flush it down the toilet and goes straight straight to the ocean. <laughs> goes straight to the ocean. Yeah, it doesn't go to that's any what, plant that cleans. That's it what I thought as a kid. You know. Huh. Okay. Would you swim in these waters? No, I wouldn't swim in these waters, man. First of all, I can't okay. swim, so this is, I'll die from drowning. And if I would you would you float in these waters <laughs> with the floaty? Maybe, maybe. No, not really. I don't want to, man. I don't want to get sick like that. Yeah, well, Dr. Fernando uh, Spilke, who is a virologist and the coordinator of the Environmental Quality Program at uh, Brazil's Fivale University, says that I would avoid entering these waters. My kids, I wouldn't even let them go in the waters. So, are we putting our athletes at risk? Uh, they're, they're taking a risk going to Brazil, going to a third world country. Well, not really third world, it's like second. They're one of the biggest economies in the world. But they kind of already knew the the risk of going to the Olympics over there because, you know, that Zika virus. And I guess this raw sewage thing is been reported, but until they experience it themselves, it is a risk for them. All right, let me ask you another question. If you were paid on contract $10 million to do the Olympics, would you go and swim in sewage water? Yeah, I would do it, but I would take yes. precau- okay, precautions. Got it. <laughs> yes, I would do precautions. <laughs> there we go. Got to make, sure, what are gotta the make sure my goggles are on correctly, man. My swimming goggles. You need just, just a full body suit. Yeah, just, That's just correct. airtight. Or just like spray some type of water repellent all over. Water repellent? Is I that what work. Physics wouldn't allow me to swim. How, how could you swim if you're water <laughs> repellent? <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> I don't think you can if you're water <laughs> Anyways. So would you, man? Would you go in these waters? Um, I guess so. Just, just, just for the fun of it. I mean, if it smells like sewage, I probably wouldn't go in. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, if it's just because I go to the beaches around here, and you know, the water's pretty damn dirty. Yeah, but it people are still swimming. Yeah, in people it, still swimming. If you think about it, you know, the 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 animals in the ocean just do their business in the ocean. Well, think about this. Anytime you go to those water parks, how many of those kids are doing their business in the water? Probably a lot. I mean, I don't know the measurement according to this article. Probably all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, man. Probably uh, all of them. So, you know, instead of going to the water park, you just pay a kid to pee in your mouth. (laughs) And just cut out the middle man. With the chlorine, man. Chlorine helps, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure. Let's move on to our next article, talking about polluting your body. Coming from Business Standard, titled, Air Pollution Reduces Lifespan of Lung Cancer Patients, colon study. So, it's kind of common sense, I would guess. Yes, that's the whole thing I was thinking while reading this article. (laughs) The article states, a population-based study has suggested air pollution is deadly for the patients with lung cancer as it shortens their survival span. Of course, if you have lung cancer, you can't breathe, and if there's pollution in the air, it complicates things. The finding shows that the trends were more, most noticeable for early-stage disease, particularly carcinoma the most common type of non-small cell lung cancer, which accounts for 80% of lung cancer cases. So pretty much if you have lung cancer and there's pollution in the air, you have a less chance of surviving longer. It's saying that this study, saying that researchers tracked the health outcomes of people from 2011, more than... 352,000. In this article, there's a comma after the three and after the 52. I believe it's 352,000 people that were newly diagnosed with lung cancer between 1988 and 2009. So, 
There you go, man. Are you sure it's not three gazillion? <laughs> this article made <laughs> because the 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 business standard has no standard for its writers. <laughs> I mean, if you scroll up to who wrote it, it it says Annie. There's no last name. A N I. It's just Annie. Hmm. I don't. Someone didn't want to take credit for this mistake. <laughs> so, as you mentioned, common sense. I thought, I thought we knew this. Yeah, I think we did. I would, I would think that some of the pollution caused the cancer, but now the study is saying, well, well, you can't say that because it, the article it says itself that there's no cause and effect hmm. conclusions that can be made. So pretty much all this says is, oh, we did a study that kind of says that air pollution is going to make your lung cancer worse or not. (laughs) Uh, You know, studies like this for health, there's going to be very, a lot of factors are going to affect the study. Where they live, the measurements you take, how long you measure, I guess. And this article is saying the participants' average exposure to nitrogen dioxide, NO2, and ozone, O3, particulate matter of less than 10 micrometers, I believe that is UM, and less than 2.5 micrometers in diameter, parts per, is this parts per million, 10, parts per million, 2.5, was calculated using data from U.S. Environmental Protection Agency air quality monitoring stations mapped to area of residence. Right. So this is just an observational study. Uh, it's not like they gave people lung cancer and then gave them pollution <laughs> and then put them into different groups. Now, that would be a study. And they would like feed it into the room? Right. Yeah. yeah that would be a, you know, a, a more accurate study. But according to the ethics, we can't no. do that. We cannot do that. But doing it with mice is fine, though. <laughs> According to some people. Right? Yeah, doing it with mice is just fine. I'm not saying either way, but, you know. Um, the, the, the reason for that is actually, I think that uh, a mouse's body or its DNA structure is similar to human beings, which is why we use uh, lab mice. Mm, I mean, they are mammals, similar to ours, to, similar to us. If if you want to even get closer, you would use chimpanzees, but I would just use humans. Or just use humans. Yeah, <laughs> hippies. Hippies, man. Yeah, they wouldn't know the difference. Do they even exist anymore? Probably do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I can I can vouch that hippies still do exist, and they still are annoying. But let's move on. Let's move on. So, you know how it says here in the article that the impact of exposure to O3 is small? O3 is, according to one of my teachers, you know, in a, in a rainy day or somebody cuts fresh grass, after a rainy day, that smell is the smell of O3, ozone. Ozone's oxygen times three. Wait, you uh, tell me the smell of fresh cut grass is O3. I don't think, I don't think it's fresh cut grass. Actually, it's... After a rainy day, the rainy day smell. After it stops raining, it smells like concrete to me. (laughs) Yeah, they said that smell is actually O3. I would never thought that O3 would be a pollutant. It's oxygen, correct? I guess oxygen could be a pollutant. It actually is. It actually is. Um, I took I took a few me- meteorology classes during college, but I'm not going to go ahead and recall any of that right now, nor is it necessary for me to. So anyone listening who's curious about that, go ahead and look it up. Go ahead and look it up. But speaking about cancer and healing, let's move on to our next article. From instead of the business standard, coming from Bloomberg business week the pill robot is coming what kind of pills robots robots robot pills robot pills yes the idea that you could repair a human body by swallowing something instead of making cuts is amazing says innovator daniela russ now this is an article written on bloomberg by olga karif and uh, it references a pill robot that's been uh, 
pretty much designed by an innovator named Daniela Russ, who is the director of MIT's uh, Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab. And basically what it is, in a nutshell, is a robot is squeezed into a pill, and after you swallow it, that pill dissolves, and uh, the robot expands. And did you see the dimensions that expands to? 1.4 inches by 0.7 inches by 0.3 inches. That's not small. No, not really. That's, that's, a, like a, that's a pretty big robot. <laughs> yeah. That, wow. Yeah, that's about a peanut. Mm-hmm. That's about a small peanut. So once the robot expands, what they do is they get magnets and guide the robot around your body. And there, they can manipulate it and have it perform tasks. Okay, so when something new like this comes out, they have to do trials. Would you volunteer for a trial? No. Wait, I don't think it's necessary. What, what, what operation are they going to do with my body? <laughs> okay, all right. Let's say you get in a car accident. Okay. And uh, Something gets stuck in me, right? Sure, yeah, it's shrapnel or whatnot. Shrapnel gets stuck inside my lung or something like that. Okay, Okay. all right, let's talk about lungs too then, okay. So you swallow this robot or they put the robot into you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, They guide it to your lungs and the robot starts pulling away that debris. Starts eating it or taking it. Or whatever (laughs) it is. Instead of them having to cut open your chest, they could even do this on the scene. Well. So they had to take magnets, lead it to my lungs, and they could make it do something. Yeah, this is all in theory, by the way. None of this is, has been <laughs> actually tested, I think. Have you ever watched the uh, the movie Inner Space? Yeah, which one is that? Where this guy, he uh, in the movie, he shrinks down, and he's put into like, uh, it's kind of like a submarine, but for the body. It has like I arms. think you're thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. No, it's not. It's called, it's similar, but inner space. Is it really similar? <laughs> Very similar, but it's not the kids getting shrunk. It's this, uh, I, I forgot what it was. It's like a pilot or a doctor or something. He shrinks down and he goes into somebody's body and he does, op- he does an operation or something inside the body. I feel like this is, uh, this is okay. This is one of those pay-per-view adult movies that you accidentally ordered, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> not accidentally. No. <laughs> not accidentally. It no, sure sounds like the I premise think, of it. Yeah, look it up. I think it's a movie in the 80s or 90s. I, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I'm like, <laughs> who knows what's going to come up if I look that up. So, hey. I think you're thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids too. No, no. Anyways, moving on to this one. Would, would you, would you, they say you're going to try it on animals and uh, see what happens. Try it on pigs, but maybe because like this could change uh, cancer treatment instead of opening up somebody, to, you know, remove a tumor. They could use this right. robot to do so. Less invasive, yeah. I guess. Well, I think what is innovative is the fact that you can bring this to the scene of the accident, or that there's a possibility that you can just bring the robot, just get the robot in there, and it's going to do whatever, you know, instead of having to take the person. Because a lot of people die on the way to the hospital, right? Oh, yeah, correct. But then again, if you want to look at the other side of this, are we playing God? How so? Are we preventing deaths that should happen? Well, you know, if somebody gets shot and you go to the doctor, <laughs> you take the bullet out and save them. I mean, a similar thing. This one, they're just using a different tool to do so. That's That shouldn't happen. I don't know. So where where's the line drawn? You know, at what point do we start affecting natural selection? We're already affecting it. Say you save so many people's lives, nobody dies off. People keep on having kids. How you gonna how you gonna keep up with the demand for resources, right? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty much screwing ourselves. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are screwing each other. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I, I mean, we, we do need to spend a whole episode on natural selection because it's something that people don't think about, mm-hmm. but it's something they experience every day. Uh, I mean, right before the show, we were talking about it. Traffic is at an all-time high. Why? Because there's just too many people. Too many you know? people. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it might be morbid to say, but what if we need another plague? You know, Earth has its ways of... Now, this is starting to sound like a cult podcast. <laughs> we're we're going to be the chosen ones. And if you want to survive the next plague, join us. Join us. The, the People's Union. The People's Union. <laughs> are you anti-person? Are you saying not to increase the population of people? Are you well, I'm just it? asking, Joe. I'm just asking. Some people These believe are questions. That. You know, I, I just think there's too many people. Is the answer a plague? I don't know. It might be. The earth has many ways of balancing the, the but, but you know, I'm tired of sitting in traffic. You know you know the guy who sits at the at the red light and then takes five seconds before he realizes the the light is green? Yeah, I think you know, you know that guy? Yeah, we have too many of those guys. <laughs> we need less of those guys. In the future there won't be any red lights, man. Just go, go, go. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we're all going to have robots in the future, according to this article here. Robot butlers, robot um, maids, robot, robot, doc- robot, robot ro- doctors, robot spouses. Robot <laughs> 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 all right. Well, let's take our first break here. And when we get back, we're going to jump into some less serious news. Well, all news is serious, but, you know, less depressing news, I guess. I guess so. Would you say? Yes. You're listening to multiple perspectives. Don't go anywhere. I remember the first time I flossed as a kid. I hated flossing. My gums started bleeding like crazy. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, the first time flossing. And then, you know, you go to the dentist and people try to floss the day before. Um, and they show up and the dentist is flossing them there and they ask you, do you floss? And people will say like, oh yeah, I do. I try to. And why are your gums bleeding then? <laughs> They're <laughs> they bleeding know. like crazy. Yeah. And they know when you don't floss because your gums bleed. My gums don't bleed anymore because, you know, even if you floss every other day, they shouldn't bleed. Um, but yeah. Do your gums bleed when you floss now? You're oh. vegan. Your gums are always bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Always bleeding from what, man? All those uncooked vegetables? Yeah, yeah. Chomping on raw potatoes. Do you Anyways, do that? no, man. <laughs> do vegans really eat? Does anybody eat raw potatoes? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you got to cook nice shades, man. Huh. Coming from Science Alert, flossing might not actually have any proven medical benefits. I, I I I love these articles. The yeah, way they have to phrase it correctly, otherwise they're gonna get people mad at them. You know, this might not, or this may. 
Flossing Might Not, correct, Might Not, written by Aaron Brodwin. It seems like simple, obvious advice. Eat your vegetables, correct. Get some exercise, and of course, floss or not. I know some. Do you know anybody who don't floss? I mean, I'm, I'm sure we that we know a bunch we, of people. Who don't don't I'm sure floss. we know a bunch of people who don't own toothbrushes. Probably, man. And by the way, do you brush your teeth hard? The dentist said I brush my teeth really hard. Yeah, too so hard. That, too hard. That that basically defeats the purpose of your bristles. Because it's the tip of your bristles that clean your teeth. Mm. Yeah, they said they're, they're, I'm messing up my gums because I'm brushing too hard. I don't know, maybe because I'm super strong. I don't. <laughs> I don't think vegans are strong. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so the article says that it turns out, despite being recommended by numerous scientists and universities and dentists, of course, the effectiveness of flossing has never been researched. So, I thought the article was really interesting because it's not just saying, oh, yeah, flossing is not that great. So, what they did, um, and what I mean is they, the Associated Press, they uh, used uh, the Freedom of Information Act to request evidence for the benefits of flossing from the Departments of Health and Human Services. So, then, they said they never got the evidence but they got a letter from the government acknowledging that the effectiveness of flossing had never been studied. This blows my mind, man. Well, in theory, it should help you, you know, get grit off your teeth, right? In between your teeth, things that your your bristles can't get to. No, not in theory, man. In practice. In practice, sorry. In from, practice. What I, from what I experienced myself. Okay. Right? In practice. Because I, I I do see gunk coming off. Do you? Yeah, me too. But it might not even make a difference. I guess. I mean, some wild animals don't floss. They still have their teeth. Yeah, sharks have pretty nice teeth. Yeah, but they got replaceable like thousands. Oh, that's thousand right. Teeth. Yeah, they never stop growing. Wolves have pretty nice teeth. When have you seen an animal with rotten teeth? Oh, I think I think only humans, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the ones who brush. <laughs> you ever seen a chimpanzee with rotten teeth? I've never seen that. Man, the chimpanzee's got nice teeth, man. <laughs> <laughs> How often are you checking out chimp teeth? <laughs> from what I've seen from pictures, man, they always smiling. They are always smiling. I'm not sure why. I don't know. It's probably because they don't have a job. They don't have to wake up with a 6.30 or al- alarm clock. They're, they're, pro- <laughs> <laughs> they're probably looking at his cousin, which is us taking a photo of it. Look at this dumbass. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably it. That's, that's why I exactly it. Yeah. Damn, those are some bad thoughts, man. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. What's even bad is not flossing, from my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. In in your opinion, because you you you, you know we're wrong according to to. Well, it, there is no research. That doesn't mean that it's you know it's it's not good for you. Yeah. I mean, health benefits-wise, for me, man, if I don't floss. Well, okay, how do we know chimps don't floss? I don't know. If I, I've never seen a chimp floss. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have floss. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure Coco, the, the, the gorilla, knows how to floss. she a gorilla? Gorillas? Or they, they probably use like a stick or something, like a toothpick. Not sure. But many experts, according to the article, say... Don't change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a gorilla expert. I may be vegan. I know gorillas are vegan. Pure plants. Wait, gorillas are vegan? Yeah, they only eat plants, man. What about chimps? Chimps, I think they're omnivores. Chimps are closer to us than gorillas. Correct. They They may eat insects, other chimpanzees. From what I understand... From the pictures, they eat a lot of bananas, but and then wild, they would eat leaves and other chimpanzees, but mostly vegetables. Man, you read a lot about primates. Because, man, I am a primate. I studied human evolution in school. <laughs> Interesting stuff, man. 
But many experts say that not flossing lets plaque, the thin film of bacteria that clings to teeth and builds up during the day to become tartar, a hard deposit that can irritate gums. Tartar. All That's those what you eat fish and chips with. <laughs> tartar. Tartar sauce. <laughs> tartar sauce. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Yeah, I mean, the dentists have always told me, maybe this is conspiracy. To okay, well, the dentist is annoying as hell because I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if I've told you this before, but before I had insurance, the dentist would just get done with my teeth cleaning and tell me to go. But now after having insurance, they'll keep you there and say something like, oh, this tooth looks like it's a little out of place. Why don't you come back next week and check it out? (laughs) You know, have you noticed that? Yeah, man. I've noticed that, man. When you pay out of pocket for a teeth cleaning, they'll get you in and out. But if your insurance is paying for it, if your insurance is paying for it, they'll keep you there for as many things as they can bill your insurance for. Wow. Hey, you guys a business. That's why I wonder why I have cavities when I brush my teeth, man. Maybe you don't. They're just drilling into it for fun, for money. It's crazy. Crazy stuff, man. That's another topic, though. We need to get a dentist on the show. Do you know any, personally? I don't. We could pretend to be dentists, but that'd be illegal. Along with hippies, I don't associate with dentists. But let's get back to the article here. Numerous reports have linked gum disease to a host of other diseases, and then it goes into a whole bunch of other diseases that might be linked to gum disease. And then it says, there is no research that concludes one causes the other, just that there's some kind of relationship between the two. <laughs> Man, I really like scientific writing. Yeah, It's just, it, oh, it may not be it, but it may be it. Nobody is sure that it is it or it isn't. So in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, the hypothesis might be true or it might not be true. Correct. So they're stating a facts. They're stating facts, but they have no conclusion. Okay, let's wrap it up here. Floss or no floss? What floss for me. For floss for me. Health health benefits too, man. I mean, I feel like I would have more bad breath if I didn't floss. In my opinion, for whatever you're eating, food rots. Even if it's a vegetable or meat or whatever, it rots. It decays. That's the nature of things. You ever so use you the, the floss stick? Like it's uh, looks like a guitar or one string guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can put it that way. It looks like a one string guitar. Yeah, you give yes. me that. I've, I've done those, that. Those are those are kind of hard to use. Actually, it's hard to reach back in the molars, man. In maneuver, front, maneuver. In the front, it's, it's interesting. Say it. It's hard to maneuver. It's hard to maneuver. There you go. To the back where the molars are. I don't really use that, but I kind of use too much floss, man. You're I using like, the whole spool? <laughs> I like pull, I pull like a whole meter out. It's too much, man. I'm wasting money. Well, it's either you use too much or you just pull out like three inches by mistake and you can't use it at all. No, I can't. It's just pull too much, man. It's like, I'm making a bridge with rope. All right, great. Enough about monkeys and floss. Let's move on to our next thing. <laughs> you ever seen an over, overweight monkey? No, I seen an orangutan pretty fat, though. Yeah, not fat. Okay, we're PC on here. Okay, okay, okay. And then the, technically, orangutan is not a monkey. It is an ape. So <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> 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 Okay, we're we're completely off topic, and it is a ring, a ring of tan. What does people say? <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, here we go. A ring, a ring of tan. Correct. But you did say a ring of tan at first. <laughs> Did I? You, you Anyways, did. yeah. Monkeys, no. Record. Monkeys, no. Never seen an overweight monkey. So how does this have to do with this article? <laughs> <laughs> Coming from BBC.com. 
<laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> <coughs> Being overweight ages people's brains. So I'm, I'm not even going to read through this. This is one of those articles where the title says everything it's going to say. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So they did a study that takes a look at takes a look at people with uh, who are overweight, obese, whatever you want to call it, and the people who they would clarify as lean. And uh, white cell matter or white matter of the brains, uh, they found less of that in the overweight group. Once again, scientific talk. All they found was less white matter. It may or may not mean that these people are less intelligent. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? It's uh, I don't know. It's just it, they have no correlation. It's like the other articles we just read. Like it's a far-fetched correlation between you know the cause and effect. Like. Well, at no this point, you, 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 they can't even say correlation. No. You know, all, all they're noting is that what they found in the past is older people have less white matter in their brains. And these overweight people who are the same age as the other group who is lean, that they have less white matter as if they were older. Um, so I think it actually gives out a number uh, on average. It's like their brains are 10 years older than their counterpart. Does that mean they're more wiser? Or is just physically? Because what I understand, if a brain is older, then it must be, you know, wiser from what I... Yeah, it can't use a computer, but knows how to open a Coke bottle with a Another Coke bottle. flashlight. With a flashlight. <laughs> from a distance. By just yep. turning on a switch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here in, in the article, is saying that this lady, Dr. Lisa Ronan from the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Cambridge, who led the study, said it's not clear if obesity affected the brain or vice versa. So what does the study say? Didn't didn't the uh, title just say? Exactly. (laughs) She told BBC, obesity is so complex, we know an awful lot about what it does to the body. But what it does to the brain and how it interacts with obesity... We are at the beginning of understanding that. So it's, uh, there's kind of saying something, but not really sure about it or 100% sure about it. They're kind of uncovering things. This is why I hated writing research papers in, in college. You know, they're, <laughs> I, I, in a way, I hated writing them because they were so easy to write. Mm-hmm. All you need to say is, oh, this might affect this or it might not. <laughs> that's all you need to say what's the answer yes and no yeah the answer is it, it depends it depends correct the answer to every single question is it depends you gotta cite some resources peer reviewed yeah. articles I don't know if any of this is peer reviewed in the doctors what would the doctors say so I'm a pretty obese I would say I always grew up I grew up kind of heavy set does that mean you're stupider than I am? Was that why I was passing my classes with flying colors? I don't think so, but yeah, well, you know, maybe you're an outlier. In, in this in this article is saying, you know, they study people after a certain age, like that not not you know, between twenty and eighty seven, but what they see is people who started getting older have this less white matter. Younger people don't have this problem. So it's only to a certain range of people having this problem, being overweight and having less matter, white matter. I don't know, man. It's weird that the brain is talking about the brain right now. But let's move on. Before before you move on, though. Before we move on, okay. I just want to note that another article on BBC... On the side, it says, man jailed for getting teenage girl pregnant wife was expecting. So that's the type of articles that BBC puts out. Um, it, so that I don't it just puts it in reference. <laughs> it's randomized. It's aggregated. And, you know, if they put out articles like that, it's hard to read articles like this on BBC. <laughs> getting the views, getting the clicks, man. Moving on to a similar news source. 
from the CNN. How to be better about bringing your lunch to work by Jessica Migala. Now, I wanted to save this for one to close up the show with because it's extremely relevant to people in their 20s and 30s. So, yeah. do you do you bring your lunch to work? Yeah, I think you have to. I have to sometimes. I mean, there's not that many vegan choices around. No, I mean, I unless you want to go the... outside, pull out the grass, and eat it. <laughs> that's not what just vegans eat, man. But oh, that's not just what they eat. So you guys do eat grass from the ground? Yeah, man, wheat grass. <laughs> not straight from the ground. No, man, I'm not a cow. But that's a you know, some cows. Yeah, it's offensive killing them too, man. <laughs> but anyways, man, there's some grocery stores near my place, so near the place that I work. Sometimes I just go there and get some, get a salad or something. But it is better for me to bring my lunch. Yeah, I, when I was reading this article here, I thought I felt like I was reading Thought Catalog. Did you feel that way? No, not really. Have you read Thought Catalog? I mean, this this is from like yeah, I have this from like health. Dot com, from what I understand, even though it's posted on CNN, she's she's an author from there. Okay, so the uh, article um, basically sums up uh, a blogger, um, and it's just a whole bunch of tips about how you can get better at bringing your lunch to work, like the article says. So they're quoting healthy living blogger Anne Money. And she says that some people find that they're more successful prepping everything on Sunday, but others will find this overwhelming. And that's uh, in reference to people making their lunch for work. Because if you do the math, if you're buying lunch every workday, $10 on average, $200 a month, that's $2,400 a year. And uh, that's a lot of money. Maybe not to some people. To others, it might be a lot of money. I, I, so, do, do you buy lunch at work? Sometimes? No, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Like, I go to a grocery store. There's some prep meals there. But Have you ever brought lunch to work and then not feel like eating it and went out to buy something? Yeah, I have. I that, that happens to me all the time. It's because my cooking sucks for now. I mean, some of my stuff is kind of like, I have to eat the same thing every day if I'm going to save it. If you're going to prep for lunch on Sunday, it's kind of hard to change things up every day. Well, here's a tip. Plan the prep. So, like I mentioned, prep it on Sunday or the night before or whatnot. And when you plan the prep, you can uh, dress up your leftovers. Tortilla wraps can turn casseroles into a burrito. Hmm. Cooked pasta can be the base of a vegetarian pasta salad by adding roasted veggies, beans, and a sauce like pesto. None of that sounds appetizing to me. Well, you know what does? <laughs> Going down to the fish and chips shop and buying an order of fish and chips. After you prep your meal, you brought it to work, and then you say, I don't like what I brought. Nope. What would you do with it? I would eat just... Eat it the next day? Yeah, eat it the next day, throw it in the freezer, bring it another day to not eat. You know, so you got a whole stack of food inside the fridge at work. I I actually have a whole stack of food in my freezer at home Mm. because I started off doing the prep thing, and then I just got tired of eating the same thing. Here's another tip: have recipes that go beyond basic sandwiches. Okay, okay. I feel like reading through this article. It's targeted at people like you, like me. Yes. Why? You know, it's it's all salads and non gluten free this, gluten free that. None of this applies yeah. to me. If I'm, I'm bringing like, if I'm bringing leftovers to work, it's it's barbecue from last Sunday. Yeah, some of my coworkers do that. Yeah, they have a barbecue. They have the whole ribs and everything, beans, corn. I'm just gonna start barbecuing at work. <laughs> you gotta bring the grill, man. That's not a big deal to me. Here's one that I think does apply to everybody. They eat away from their desk. So that's a tip. Eating away from your desk. Yes, I do that, man. I, I eat in the actual, what do you call this? Cafeteria? Dining area? Yeah, some people don't have that. I, I don't have okay, a break room. 
You know, it's a tiny office. Most of it, eat at her desk. Just eat a corner, man. Just go to the corner. I'll just go to the bathroom. <laughs> is, that, is that another? Is that another choice? <laughs> Maybe for some. All right. Here, here. There's a few more tips left. Here's 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 one. And they are part of a lunch club. Are you are you part of a club at, for a lunch? No, man. I'm like the only guy who's vegan at work. All right. You, you can't really do that. I'll be my own club, just by myself. They treat themselves. Pack a small treat with your lunch, like a few squares of dark chocolate. <laughs> that would probably the worst tip I've read of the whole article. Wait, make, dark dark yeah, chocolate troll. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's with your lunch. Oh, okay, okay. You know, it's like after you eat this healthy food that tastes like crap, have some healthy chocolate that tastes like crap. Okay. I don't really bring snacks. It's just the main meal. Okay, here's the last one. They plan for a freebie day or two, which means, you know, you, you aren't going to eat lunch that you bring. Uh-huh. So they're recommending aiming to bring lunch to work two to four times per week. What do you, what do you think about that? Is that is that something you could do? Two to four times a week? I usually just bring it once a day, man. I mean, the fridge gets pretty full at work. No, I mean, you eat lunch that you brought two to four times a week. Nah. Yeah, I think I could do that. I could do that. Usually I only eat out like on Fridays or something when I get paid. Which one's more appealing? Eating the food that you ate last night or going out and buy something that uh, you didn't eat last night? Usually something after, you know, like going out and buying something. Yeah, that's how, that's always more appealing, and I think it always will be. Um, so one trick I found is to bring lunch and then go out and get a drink. Like a beverage? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, or you could just or, bring the alcohol. Or just the fifth of, yeah, a fifth of uh, whiskey. A fifth of whiskey? I would bring some of that to work, share it around. <laughs> you guys need some. <laughs> yeah. I think if I was a better cook, I'm kind of working on it. I think I would eat more of my own food, you know, or if I had somebody cook for me, like a personalized chef, but I'm not that wealthy, so. Can can you use oil, like peanut oil or vegetable oil or something? Yeah, I could use oil, man. Are you, I don't, I try to stay away from the fried stuff, but I, I still could eat it. Are you, are you allowed to use salt? Yeah, man. But that I mean, has I, touched a fish. If it touched fish, then I won't. I won't touch it, man. No, it 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 has touched the fish before <laughs> it was harvested. It it touched fish in the ocean. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I don't think you're a real vegan, man. Hey. Have, you, have you tried eating food without salt? It is disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting without salt. Yeah, it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand what people put salt on fruit to yep. lower the acidity. Yeah, that's weird. I've seen that, but salt kind of brings the life out of the food, you know? Yeah. There there was a story that I, I heard. I'm going to paraphrase most of it. Uh, there's a king and two daughters, and the king says, I want each of you to tell me how much you love me, and I'll give you all of my wealth. First daughter says, I love you as much as money. And the king goes, wow, what? I'm going to give you all my money then. And the second daughter says, I love you as much as I love salt. And the king goes, what? Salt? I'm not giving you my money. So the, the king spends a week not having salt in his food. Uh-huh. Then after that week, he gives that daughter all his money. <laughs> because food without salt is Whoa. disgusting. Hey, man. Not too much salt, man. Yeah, not too much. But isn't that really the, you know... Saying for everything, moderation. Yeah, moderation. What would life be without food? People say I'm not living because I'm, I'm a vegan. I don't get to eat the food other people eat. Oh, no, you're not living for many other reasons. <laughs> Why? So somebody can cut my throat because of all the stuff I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we really got to wrap up the show here. Nobody's listening at this point. So what is your food tip for the week? Mm. 
keep it fresh hot make sure pockets. it don't get spoiled yeah don't make make sure it doesn't get spoiled man hot pockets yeah. fresh hot pockets i guess so burritos frozen burritos do they make i guess it would vegan? be there's there's some vegan ones okay school lunches man school lunch prepackage it rice and beans beans and rice especially if you don't have money beans and rice again my favorite <laughs> or chicken and rice chickpeas chickpeas and rice that's garbanzo beans yeah garbanzo beans falafels the chickpeas and garbanzo beans are the same thing yeah I know they are yeah a lot of people it's don't like, know that yeah no, I didn't know that before before I this show today no <laughs> I just googled it. All right, we're, we're just trailing off here. All right, <laughs> Anyways, dude, sum it up. Sum it up. What is your final tip? My final step is uh, make sure that you don't waste food. It but kinda, you just said keep it fresh. Keep, yeah, keep it fresh. What if it's not it. fresh anymore? You just throw it away. Throw it away. Put it in a compost or something like that. Though, when you buy something, make sure you eat it all. You know, we we live in an abundance of food. What do you I don't think like about what, those? What do you this? What do you think about those people at the buffet who get like six plates of food? Well, just as, long as they, just, just as long as they finish it, I guess. Oh, they, they just don't. eat two of it? Yeah, they just eat two. Man, it kind of angers me. Especially if it's meat. For me, it's like an animal was killed so that you could eat it. That's what you said, but then now you're just going to throw it in the trash. Might as well just kill an animal and throw it in the trash can. That's what I believe. You know. They'll be on to our next show next week. All right, tune back in next week when we talk about orangutans. Uh, other than that, you've just heard multiple perspectives. No more words. Praying for. Fight no more. No more.